Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast too with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh whatever is out there download it it's freaking phenomenal you guys won't regret it take care ciao you are now tuned you are now tuned into What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Wrestling With My Thoughts, brought to you by Sideshow Conversations, the only podcast that's too sweet. And yes, we are talking about wrestling today. We are talking about Survivor Series. And of course, I have a special guest today, all the way from Jay's Corner. It is Jay Rance himself. How you doing, Jay? I'm chilling, bro. I'm good. How are you? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like a cripple across face to your Montreal <laughs> screw job. <laughs> I love the analogies. Yes. <laughs> Keep them coming on podcasts. <laughs> and I want to say, um, I love Survivor Series, man. This is something that I've been uh, waiting for. I, I always enjoy the big four. So WrestleMania, yeah. Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. I always look at him like, it is the wrestling cult. We always go back to it because we're always expecting like a big moment. And Survivor Series, not only is because it always ends on my birthday weekend, but it's just mm-hmm. something special because there's always a bunch of matches you can always play with. And different superstars you never thought that would probably wrestle with each other or different groups forming together. It's just a, a, a fun thing to kind of play with, a sandbox, in a, if you will, to play with. How do you feel about Survivor Series? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Overall, I... I was eager to get into the Survivor Series. My expectations were freaking high. Like I said, it was an event. If the, it was a first Survivor Series that I actually got excited for in a while. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Like you said, you know, we always look forward to the big fours, you know. So, But I was kind of into this one. I saw the, the teams. I'm like, mm-hmm, legit, okay. Uh, 
I don't want to be the Debbie Downer of the podcast, but I wasn't too um, rewarded with how high I had my expectations okay. overall for the event. Yeah, I, I'll be the, the antagonist here or whatever, because I know a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of reviews, they gave it a great, excellent show. But to me, just my opinion, it, I mean, it had its moments, but I just thought I was going to deliver the whole thing looking at the whole card. So that's just my opinion. I feel kind of on the ropes about it. No, definitely. We'll get into it as well, too. And as wrestling fans, our expectations are always at the highest. We always are looking yeah. for that feeling that we want to get like we were back when we were seven, eight, nine years old again. And mm-hmm. as grown and grown-ass men now, as we're seeing the culture change, we're seeing our, our taste buds for different, I guess, wrestling organizations have changed as well, too. But we usually yeah. flock back to WWE. Um, do you have any favorite Survivor Series moments before we get into it? I mean, me, myself, I always go back to um, the Mind Game Survivor Series where they had a tournament for the title with Mankind, The Rock, and Austin um, having that little semi-tournament trying to get that title and then Rock emerges as champion at the end. That was one of my favorite ones. And then the original tag team ones, they're married with Doink and his midgets taking on Jerry the King Lawler. <laughs> so there's like always a bunch of oddball ones. Do you have any ones that you remember off the bat off the back? Uh, off the bat right now, you just kind of put me on the spot. I would have to dig in the memory bank, but um, I really can't come up with now because there's so many. Like, you know, like Survivor Series is that, you know, one of the big fours, like we said, that we always go back to. But right now, like, off the bat, you said, like, the oddball one with the doinks and stuff like that. But I really can't grab one right now. But it, no, it has fine. had a lot of memories, you know. Mm-hmm. It has had a lot of classic moments. Did you feel that this Survivor Series surpassed last year's with the quick finish of Goldberg and Lesnar? Or do you feel like it was on par? Or do you think last year's is better? No, I, that I would give this one the notch. I would give this one the notch over last year's. Um, I really didn't enjoy last year's. You know, like I said, I haven't really looked forward to a Survivor Series in a while up until this one. So, But I saw last year's, and like I said, that whole squash, you know, with, with Goldberg squashing Brock, it, it worked out, but then it didn't, in my opinion. Like, man, this one was definitely better than last year's. That's just me. Like, I agree. I, it, I like this one better. In my opinion, I agree as well, too. I yeah. feel that this card really showcased a lot of young talent, which is great, besides the main event, though. But I feel that mm-hmm. a lot more people got to play in this card. And I did feel like there was couple of key players that were missing, of course, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jinder Mahal, that were kind of left in the shadows and didn't really get a comeuppance they needed. But at the same time, though, it, all in all, every match was pretty solid. And let's get right into it. First match of the night, we had the Shield taking on the New Day. How did you feel about going into this match? I mean, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. But as a fan, in your perspective, the Shield's one aspect the New Day, another aspect. How do you feel about both of these teams? Um, Going into this match, I felt a little bit apprehended. I was kind of like, meh. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it be known I'm not a New Day fan. New Day got stale way long ago, you know? I feel like they're just really riding this horse till it breaks down <laughs> into a blitter creed. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Like this horse, this, this stable or whatever you want to call it, the New Day, has gotten sale and it should have stopped a long time ago. The Shield, you know, I love the Shield from the jump. So looking at both sides, both teams, it's kind of like you had the colorful characters in the New Day, then you had the more serious, you know, wrestling fans with the Shield. So, but I feel that overall it's two teams. I don't want to say they're at a crossroad, but I feel like overall it's two teams that they don't really know what to do much with them right now. You get what I'm saying? So let's just make them battle each other, you know? So 
overall, it was a decent match. It was a great opening match. You know, I thought it, it, it um, I don't want to say it overachieved. Like I said, I was kind of impressed with it because I really didn't have high hopes. Like I said, I was kind of mad about it. But this match, to me, in his opinion, it kind of started slow. It had it had its moments, you know. It picked up, it dropped, picked up again, and stuff like that. With seeing the shield triple power bomb from the you know the turnbuckle, which was freaking awesome and stuff like that. Seeing the the, the, the strength of Xavier Woods carrying Biggie <laughs> on his shoulders. I'm yes, like, what is going on here, bro? But overall, it was a good match. I I was happy with it. Great first match to open the card. I, I don't know. How'd you feel about it? I don't know. I have a lot of reservations toward this match because it was yeah. a slow build, number one. It only built like mm-hmm. a week's notice. And number two, I feel that the Shield reunion has been botched so bad since they yeah. tried to come up with it, especially with the whole mump situation with Roman last month and having Angle replace him. And then you have matches, you know, all the way in Great Britain where Triple H is replacing Roman for certain matches. Yeah. So I feel like it's like a nostalgic act right now. It's like um, if the four horsemen ever to come back together, it's based on a name and not what it really represents as a group, as a threat. I feel like it's just for people like, oh, yeah, they're back together. Cool again. That, and- that, sorry to cut you off, but that's, that's what it is because to me, the shield got broken up way too early, number yeah. one. And then number two, they saw that the shield got over, and they were like, "Okay, they're over. Let's just bring them back together to capitalize on this." Cash you know cow, cash cow. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like a legit. Let's bring them back together. It, it was just like, oh, "Okay, let's just cash in on this," you know, because the shield got broken up way too early, honestly. But and, you continue. And in my opinion, the only one that looks like he's having a good time this whole thing is Dean. I don't well, think... he looks like he's always happy to be <laughs> He's like, I'm happy to be here. You know, yeah. Roman just looks stale in this role for the Shield. Um, Seth, mm-hmm. you know, Seth always feels like he has ulterior motives anyway. Uh, I know this is pro wrestling, it's fake people, but look at it as a movie. Um, uh, if uh, the main character betrays his best friend in a movie, you know he's going to do it again. So yeah. you have that aspect there, and I just feel like it, it, it's not a great reunion, in my opinion. I think the match was okay. I do agree with you with New Day. I think they 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 they, they have um, outlasted their welcome in the house. I think they need to get <laughs> yeah. out the house already. At you the same time, yeah. at the same time, though, I do feel like it's it's a struggle with them though because if they do break up, it's hard to see who would really break out of that group. It's not like a shield moment where you'll see like no. three world champions out of that group. You'd be lucky if they push Biggie as a world champion and then Kofi and Xavier get some love after that. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I feel that if they were to break up the new day, uh, within time, you would see all those three superstars released. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? It's because, tough. Yeah. It, it, it's a tough pill to swallow because they are talented. Don't get me wrong; they are talented in their own rights, but I just feel that they would not, be, they wouldn't know how to use them. So they would be because let's be honest, they they threw them together in the new day just because they didn't know what to do with them. Exactly. So if they were to disband this group, it's like okay, you know, we're back to square one. Let, let we'll release you, you know. And, and not to say that they don't they don't have talent on their own accord. I oh mean, no, yeah, of course. You know, Xavier Woods is a phenomenal talent. His mind in wrestling is just phenomenal. His video game culture, his geek culture is on another level. So mm-hmm. I think there's legs for him in the WWE. Maybe not as a wrestler after this. Maybe as a manager, he would be phenomenal. He would be great as a manager mm-hmm. or some kind of like backstage announcer or even in the announce desk as well too. He would be great. Um, Kofi. 
I can't say the much. I think Kofi's um, time has kind of passed as well, too. He's been given opportunity after opportunity as a singles wrestler and never mm-hmm. really grabbed the brass ring. And Big E, Big oh, e I, I really feel that Big, Lee, Big E can actually make it. Um, it just depends if they're going to push him or not. No, I love, I love Big E. You remember when I seen him with the whole uh, Dolph Ziggler bodyguard gimmick? Yep. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of that. I love Big E. I just feel that when they put him as a solo act, um, I mean, I don't want to say he didn't have much charisma, but the, it, he really didn't exude that character. You get what I'm saying? He was just nope. big, beefy, and with the with the they try to use that little collegiate, you know, aspect with the whole chalking. Ah, yeah, you get what I'm saying. So I was all for that, but when it came to him talking and showing personality, he really didn't have it. I agree with you with Kofi. Kofi's long gone. I'm not trying to disrespect them. He his time has came and gone already. Um, Xavier, dope, dope talent. I've always liked Xavier, so I definitely would like to see him transition into like an announcer. My question for you is real quick, which this is what I thought they were gonna do. You remember like pre New Day, pre all these antics. You remember when um they came out for the first time and it looked almost like a nation of domination. And oh yeah, you remember that definitely. And how would fell into that manager role, and then they had Biggie and Kofi doing the wrestling. Do you think that would have been doper if they went down that route? Because I always thought they should have went down that route. It depends. You know, um, that could have been for the moment, and through today's society, we, we wouldn't be sure how long that that group would have lasted in that kind of incarnation as, like, a radical group, especially how it's tongue-in-cheek with what's going on in today's world. Vince would have been probably been like, no, this is too real for me. Uh, this, this is the re- <laughs> I need to get out of here. So I'm not sure if that would have lasted as long as this incarnation, the new new day, just dancing, bubbling around, having a good time, goofing around. I mean, it worked out for the new day, though. It worked out mm-hmm. for them because they they made more money than they could ever dream with merchandising, yeah. and they got over. You know, like we were saying in uh, in your podcast on Jay's Corner in NXT, that they took uh, lemons and made lemonade out of it with just like yeah. the Velveteen Dream did. Ooh, the Velveteen Dream. That's the man right now, man. <laughs> like, I love the Velveteen Dream. But um, to get back to the match, where do you feel like the Shield goes from here now? Like, what do they do with the Shield now that Roman's back? Um, do you see them? Uh, who, who who could they possibly have a rivalry with? You get what I'm saying? Because these are three men, you know. So, like, where do you see them going? I don't care for it. I, I if if I if I had to get into my little machine and create an alternate dimension of how I want my wrestling to be, it would definitely see um, Dean being the the heel out of this whole thing and betraying everybody this time. Especially mm-hmm. since he's having such a good time in this role, it would be great to see him go full out heel and yeah. maybe spin off with another rivalry with Rollins, except they switch around Rollins being the face. And, of course, um, Dean being the heel. And, of course, we know that Roman has plans <laughs> with Brock for WrestleMania. So I think that would just work out for him right then and there. Like, you know, F you guys, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I, I don't see the show reunion lasting for much long, honestly. I just feel like they'll pull the trigger on it at some point. You know, possibly, you know, way before Mania. I don't know. I may be wrong. That's just my opinion. You know, since you said there's rumors with Brock and exactly um, this dude. So maybe before Mania, I feel like they might pull the trigger. How? I don't know. But it would definitely be dope if you had that lunatic fringe really come out. You get what I'm saying? And just go ballistic on his former teammates and stuff. So I don't know. So, But overall, the match was ah. 
Yeah. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, overall it was I. Right. It was good. Um, I don't give it as much as people are loving it because I don't suck the shield that much, and I don't mm. suck the new day that much right now. So yeah. it, it was just it ranged right in the middle for me. But the yeah, next no. match after this, I absolutely love. I thought it was a joy. It was the five on five elimination Survivor Series traditional women's match. Mm-hmm. And I always loved women's wrestling, just like I love M- uh, women's MMA. I feel like they work harder and they they are given different liberties to play around with, especially in this match. You had the SmackDown side with Captain Becky Lynch, Naomi, Carmella, Tamina Snuka, and Natalia taking on the Raw brand. You had Alicia Fox as the captain, Nia Jax, Asuka, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. How did you feel about this match? <laughs> for, for one second, I thought, I was like, wait, who the heck is Tamina Snuka? You made it sound like it was two people. I'm like, wait. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Overall, this match, I was happy about it. I was looking forward. This was one of the ones that I was looking forward to. Like you said, I enjoy female wrestling. I enjoy female MMA. I was happy about it because these females, they put on the show. And both teams were filled with um, wrestlers that I like. You get what I'm saying? I love me some Becky Lynch. I love me some Asuka, you know, which it was refreshing to see Asuka, you know, do her thing in the match. But I feel like where they lost me, in my opinion, was when they kind of disrespected female wrestling in a way and they just wanted to rush it where they got the quick elimination of Becky. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That that right there for me, I was like, ah, oh, come on. Let, let these women play for a little bit. You get what I'm saying? Let them do their thing. Let them shine. When they eliminated Becky right there, I got a little bit pissed off and I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like it, I hope it's not one of those rush matches. But are you going to say something? No, 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 no. I agree with oh. you 100%. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, the match was dope. I enjoyed it. I just feel um, they could have had some more time to play. The, you know, all these females, you know, they should have had some more time to play. Each of them individually do their thing, then start eliminating. And I'm happy in a way because I feel like this was a really big push for Oscar. You get what I'm saying? Where she was the last survivor of the world. Definitely. Team, and she did her thing. So I saw that as a big push for her. Same here. I feel that. I don't think it was rushed necessarily, but I think as as far as a match, but I think it was a rush to get to Asuka. And I think yeah. that this was Asuka's showcase right now, especially mm-hmm. being the sole survivor, how WWE loves to have that last survivor or last scene of these matches. And it'll go down in history as the first female sole survivor to ever do this. So yeah. it was a great showing for her. Yes, it, it did... Um, um, leave a sour taste in my mouth to see people like Bailey and people like Becky Lynch get eliminated so fast. But you also had some good moments. You had that crazy moment showdown with Tamina and Nia Jax mm-hmm. just smacking that, yeah. each other up. You know, cousin to cousin smacking each other up with super mm-hmm. kicks and leg drops and going all over the place. Um, yeah. I n- was never a Tamina fan. I have never, since day one, when she started off with the Usos, was never a Tamina Snuka <laughs> fan. It's just she's stiff. She doesn't have no personality. She looks she like does. she's pissed off every day, like she got some kind of fart that's like bubbling up that can't get out of that leather suit. So I, I don't know. Naya, on the other hand, no. I love Naya. Yeah, no, definitely. I've never really gotten into the whole Tamina thing because she just looks like she's so pissed off at the world. I don't know, like, if it's her upper lip that stings or something, bro, because 
fight, or is it that she could not get a, a freaking splash like her father? You see, even in this pay per view right now, you saw her splash it was atrocious. I'm like, come on, you were the daughter of Jimmy Snuka, who had a crazy fucking splash part of my friend, and you come looking like Air Enzo. You know what I'm saying? So I like, think Enzo got a better splash splash than her. Seriously, <laughs> so it, it's just hard. I never got into it. Like you said, with Nia, I've been I've been a Nia fan. Like NXT days, I love me some Nia. You know, I feel like she has um, uh, uh, sky's the limit for this girl in, in the industry. You get what I'm saying? I feel like once she gets, once she finds her place in into her gimmick, you get what I'm saying? Because she's just really that big powerhouse, you know. So once they find something really good for her, or she settles down, you get what I'm saying? Into that role, I feel like the sky's the limit for her. But as far as far as for Oscar, I was gonna ask you. Um, I don't know if that's just me, you know, um, just getting away with my thoughts and stuff. Um, but I feel like uh, they're really banking on Oscar. Like, I feel like they're really pushing her to be that, you know, historic female champion. You get what I'm saying? Because with the whole undefeated thing from NXT translating into this, where she will be the first female sole survivor for a Survivor Series team. How do you feel about that? Like, you, I, I see that they have big plans for her. You get what I'm saying? You know, it's hard for me to get into that because as far as it was an NXT, it was a great build and there was so much mystique mm-hmm. behind it. And I feel like the mystique kind of left her when she went to WWE. I think she's like just part of the pack now instead of her own yeah. individual, instead of her own thing, just like not being a part of the, of the women's revolution and things of that nature. She should yeah. be her own force. She should be her own mm-hmm. animal wrecking havoc. And I feel like she's just dancing around with all these girls. It makes her feel like an interchangeable character now. That's number yeah. one. Number two, um, I feel like WWE is going to drop the ball with that anyway because look what they did to Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte had that whole undefeated pay-per-view record going on. And then suddenly, out of nowhere this year, earlier this year, she just loses. Was it this year or last year? One of those. I think it was last yeah. year. Excuse me. Last where year she, um, when she just loses the Bailey so Oh, that was this year. Excuse me. She just loses to Bailey just so convincingly out of nowhere on a pay per view, and it was just a cheap pop for Bailey as well too. It should have happened mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. It should have ended with Bailey getting the win at WrestleMania to have a defining moment for Bailey and have a defining moment for Charlotte as well too. But nonetheless, they squashed that little undefeated streak, and I feel like they can do the same thing with Oscar once the results are not coming in the way they wanted to. Yeah. I hope they don't drop the ball with Oscar because honestly, when I, I saw her tonight, it was refreshing to see her because like like I told you, I I'm gonna let it be known now. NXT is my brand. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I feel a little bit meh about it, you know that's that may be that's may that may be why I can even speak right now. But um, it felt refreshing watching her again. I was like, you know what? I was like, yeah, I love me some Oscar again, but. Just seeing what they did with her, and this was a push for her. I just feel like, you know, maybe they're going to bank on her if they don't mess up. Because, you know, WWE is known for messing up at one point. So, we'll see where they go with her. You know what was refreshing? Not to see someone from the Hart family be referenced to the Montreal Screwjob at a Survivor Series. That was refreshing for me. Because I thought they were going to do something screwy with Natty. Being that she's part of the Hart family, mm-hmm. they're gonna be doing like a stupid finish where you know they ring the bell while Sharpshooter's on. <laughs> I was praying that wouldn't happen because Vince loves doing that sometimes. Yeah, he likes taking a shot at that Montreal screwjob, that prick. <laughs> yes, definitely. You know? definitely. But, yeah. Overall, it was a great match. I just wish they would have 
um a little bit more time to shine. My opinion, like I said, from the first Bailey pin, it felt a little bit rushed. So, but it it was a great match. You know, it had the moments where you saw, you know, the, those two women just headbutting each other and stuff like that, and where where Oscar, you know, delivered that vicious kick to freaking Carmella yeah. and stuff. So it, it it was a great match. It was cool. So by this point in the event, you know, this is SmackDown versus Raw. And mm-hmm. we're having Raw up by two right now. The next match is uh, the tag team champions from Raw taking on the tag team champions from SmackDown. It is The Bar, Cesaro, and Sheamus taking on The Usos. How did you feel about this match going into it with two heel teams kind of facing <laughs> each other? Uh, once again, I was looking forward to this one because I love me some Usos. Ever since this heel turn yes. for The Usos, yeah, I, I love me some Usos. And when it came out... Welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. You know, I was like, okay, but I felt that it didn't deliver in my opinion. That's wow, just me. okay. I don't know. I just I just expected something more. I, I don't know what it was, but it just didn't grab me to match. Like, because from the jump, I felt like the crowd wasn't really reacting with the Usos. Do you get what I'm saying? The Usos were on the mic and the crowd was just like sounds of crickets. You right. get what I'm saying? So that right there, I mean the, the crowd did give its little moments, you know, its little cheers and stuff. For the match. Overall, I mean, the work was good. You get what I'm saying? But I just felt like I, w- I-, I was going to get more. That people weren't but, invested in it as they yeah, should I think have been. That, I think that's what it was as well, that the crowd wasn't invested in it. Because like I said, from the jump, when the Usos were talking, the crowd was dead. You can, you can hear a pin drop. You get what I'm saying? So I feel that was, was something that kind of played for me into it. And But I did love that whole... Uh, over the top rope dive tag, you get what I'm yeah. saying? Into the splash, that was pretty awesome, you know. So I'll give him that. Overall, it was a decent match in my opinion. I just, I just expected more fireworks, you no, know. But of course, I, I don't know if it was the aspect where if it was two hill teams, they canceled each other out, or if it was just that these two teams don't have work chemistry. You get what I'm saying? I, I don't know what it was. I think they had the work chemistry, but I do um, see the first point. Like I was saying before, too, uh, having two heel teams kind of confuses the crowd, number one, yeah. because they don't know who to cheer for. No one is likable if you're looking at a, as as a kid looking at this match. I don't like the New Day because they went against... Sorry, not the New Day. Uh, the Usos <laughs> because they went against the New Day and yeah. they beat the New Day and those are the bad guys. And I don't like um, Cesaro and Sheamus because they beat Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. So it's like you have these two like heel teams that are not supposed to be getting over. They're not supposed to be winning the crowd mm-hmm. over. So mm-hmm. it was a little hard and jarring for the crowd to basically like get along with the Usos and kind of disrespect the bar knowing that, you know, we don't like you anyway. But I yeah. think the wrestling spoke volumes because they're hard-hitting people. I mean, for, for Cesaro and Sheamus, they're very physical wrestlers. Oh, yeah. All they do is... <laughs> I don't oh, know. No. I think... So. I No, no. Corbin still Come has the track. worst one. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they can get away with it. <laughs> nah, but at the same time, though, I'm a Miz fan. And I've been a Miz fan since day one. And yeah. I feel that he's paid every due possibly to be in his position right now. To be in a better position. And I feel like he doesn't get the... The dude that he deserves. I feel like he should be up there. And, for, and this all goes back to him moving to Raw. I think it was the worst idea to ever move him to Raw. He fits so great on SmackDown. In yeah. my opinion, he would have been WWE Champion by now if he was still in SmackDown. He was a top heel. Definitely. Uh, yeah. His matches with AJ Styles, his little rivalry with The Miz. Sorry, no, sorry. The Miz with Daniel Bryan. 
um, just going back and Nego forth. Miss. Nego Miss. <laughs> yes. Saying that he couldn't wrestle because he's a cripple. That was, you know, <laughs> it was crazy television, but it was yeah. awesome, though. And then when he moved to Raw, it just it, it devalued his brand as a wrestler. Yeah, no, definitely. That right there, when he cut that promo, when he just went ballistic yeah. on freaking Brian, when he cut that, I was like, crap you get what i'm saying another level out yeah i was like that was another level and i've always been a miss fan as well not as much as you but i do feel that he has paid his due i do feel that he is a great talker on the microphone i feel that you know he's great in ring as well and he's just a prick you want to hate him what they should have did they you know we we hear rumors that brian is supposedly trying to get cleared to wrestle you know you could have taken that promo that magic right there translate it into a SmackDown rivalry if they would have kept the Miz in SmackDown. Yeah. You know, just keep the clearance of um Brian if he wrestles again under wraps and just have Brian come out of nowhere, you know. Just pop him one. Just pop him one. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, wait, what's going on here? That would have been great for TV. You know, people, SmackDown would have just shot up in ratings. Like, oh, Brian's back? This war, this rivalry right here, man, epic. Definitely. I feel that, yeah, I feel I agree with you right there and that if he was on SmackDown, he definitely would be champion right now. I just feel that. I don't want to say he gets um, lost in the mix on Raw, but in Raw, he will be a B-list uh, wrestler, you know, talent to, to the A-list. And that's for different reasons, too. I think as long as Brock Lesnar holds on to that title. Ah, oh, screw that guy. Whatever um, brand he's on, yeah. it's always going to be kind of bushly because he's always going to have that title. So I, I, I despise Brock, bro. Like, <laughs> not, not as a human... You do what you do, but I despise him as as his work ethics, what he's doing to the sport, yeah, and what he's doing to the title. But I'll tell you later. So we'll we'll get into like a happier moment here. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get uh, away from the Corbin misery and his uh-huh. uh, gothic apparel all the way. You leave that man alone. He's gonna be champion <laughs> one day. Oof. You'll see him. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that was like the worst promo he cut at the end. Yes, it was. Yes. Miz with my fist rose up or something like that. Your mouth shuts up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, I love Corbin, but take the mic away from him. Stop it. <laughs> that boy not good. <laughs> no, definitely not. My fault for you all. Nah, you're good, because we're going to get into something better right now. And this was yeah. another champion versus champion match. But mm-hmm. it actually delivered, in my opinion. It was the Raw Women's Champion, Alexa Bliss. Mm, little Miss Bliss taking on <laughs> Charlotte Flair, the SmackDown Women's Champion. And I thought, in my opinion, this was one of my favorite matches of the night. It delivered on different aspects because I know how good Charlotte is. I know she can bring the best out of somebody. But I am so impressed every day by Alexa Bliss. She is feisty. and She may not be the most technical wrestler in the world. But she has her character, her acting, her facial expressions uh, down packed to another level. Like uh, everything she does, whether she doesn't get a good pin, whether she kicks out of something, whether she delivers a DDT and it doesn't work, her facial expressions are just uh, they're, they're, they're on par with one of the best actors out there right now. I don't know. I, I love Alexa Bliss. Not because she's fucking gorgeous, but because of the fact that you know that's one thing she is gorgeous. <laughs> I, you're just you're just like totally blindsided in the obvious, but okay. But the same token, though, I think that Bliss has improved leaps and bounds since she came to the main roster from NXT. I don't know. What do you think? No, she has definitely. This match, this match was one that I was actually happy about. Um, seeing it, watching it, I was happy. 
Not for Charlotte Flair because I've never been a Charlotte Flair fan. Oh wow! Fan. Yeah, I'll go on record and say that I've never been a Charlotte Flair fan. Flan. I can't even say that. That's like a tongue twister. I Charlotte like that Flair fan. <laughs> so never been a fan of her, but I have been an Alexa Bliss fan. So yeah. that's why I was invested in this match because Alexa Bliss has came a long way. You know, from watching her in NXT when she had that little fairy gimmick sprinkling the dust. You get what I'm saying? So when she came out. Watching her grow in ring, find that mean streak in her. It, it was just, you know, she blossomed right before our eyes. And she she's, um, um I can't even say the, the reference right now, but she is, um her her hard work is paying dividends. Her yes. hard work is paying results. And yes. I'm happy for that. So that's why I was invested in this match. This match delivered. I may not like Charlotte Flair, but I do agree she is great in the ring and she does her thing. And she does bring out the best in other female wrestlers. And she... Um, brought out a little bit of the best in Alexa Bliss tonight because I've seen a lot of her matches, and to me, this was one of the best times I've seen her. And it was a great match overall. I have nothing bad to say about this match. I'm just happy. Um, maybe the result, but at this point, it was something where it was the storyline because they had to tie up, you know, and bring up the SmackDown wins. You get yeah. what I'm saying? So at this point, it was just a gimme. But um, I definitely would like to see these females... Um, fight down the future you yeah know, down definitely the, down, down in the future in the wrestlemania something like that that'll be freaking epic a clash overall great match like you said um bliss and like i said she she's just grown right before our eyes and i'm happy with her i'm happy with her product also i'm just letting it be known right now she has that belt because of that took us man that's I a good <laughs> that is a good i'm tuchus. jealous for that boy that slapped that ass <laughs> Yeah. Nia Jackson's like, no, no. <laughs> no, let that boy smack that ass. <laughs> that boy is the luckiest kid in the world right now. <laughs> no, but um, uh, uh, overall, I'm happy with her. A great match, bro. Honestly, great, great match. At this point, sorry for cutting you off. This was like my favorite match of the night so far. And let not be let not be known that you know we still we still agree on the fact that we don't like a champion versus champion. It still mm-hmm. devalues the title. Yeah. Uh, does no. it make uh, Alexa look good at the end still in a way? Yeah, because it was a phenomenal match. They yeah. both they both put in work. Kind of like how the New Day was um with the Shield, I feel or even um the bar with with the Usos, I feel like even though those people lost, they still kept, looked good at the end of the matches. I just don't agree on the, on the title versus title reference right there. I feel like now Alexa goes back to Raw and yeah, she cleaned out her division. But damn, like, she just looks like a sucker. And the woman that just took out half the roster choked her way into contention right now. That's your biggest threat, which is Asuka. So that obviously mm-hmm. that's the next title fight right there. I'm just yeah. hoping they save it for Mania and she just runs from Asuka for at least another four or five months. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I hope they save that for Mania because if Asuka was to get the title prematurely, I don't think it would work and I think it would hurt Asuka. Yeah, the chase so... is better. Yeah, the chase is better. So, but with that being said, like you said, I, I definitely want to touch that. I did, I, I wasn't invested because it was champion with champion. I was just invested to see these two female wrestlers in their work. And they took us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and put on a great match with the exception and the exclusion of the titles. Now, you said that Asuka, make, it goes on to, to uh, have this little beef with Bliss. Who do you see next up for Charlotte? Because honestly, I, I don't even want to see none of these females I, 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 against Charlotte. I don't want to see Becky. I don't want to see Naomi. I don't want to see freaking Natalia. I don't want to see Tamina. I I, I don't know. I mean, what, I know they're not going to pull a rabbit out of their hat right now, but who do you think logically is the best um, 
I think they are going to pull a rabbit out their head. I think they're they're banking on this night of champions because throughout the pay per view we see that they're promoting SmackDown's next pay per view in December, which Mm -hmm. is night of champions, and it's all around Charlotte and defend her title. So maybe she might get that first main event again for SmackDown, like she did on Raw. Um, Maybe defend that title in a rematch with with Natalia, but I don't think it's going to Natalia, bro. I think no, no. the the ace right now is, and I don't like her wrestling whatsoever, but her character is hilarious. Shane even though it's Baszler? annoying. No, no, no. Oh, oh yes. Because <laughs> well, you're that Shayna well, Baszler. Well, what I predict <laughs> is that Shayna Baszler will win the NXT Women's title and then go up to the main roster and choke out Charlotte. No. Um, <laughs> no. And then hit a diamond cutter. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, I think Carmella's going to cash in the money in the back briefcase. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be like the the shock and awe at the end of it. Win that title. Mm-hmm. Keep that title probably to Mania, but I think that's going to be uh, her comeuppance right there. That's going to be her her downfall at Mania, just getting the ass beat of her life. I, 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 that, that's going to be her WrestleMania moment, get her ass beat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's either that or James Ellsworth becoming the Come. first... Money in the bank. He got released, but even that yeah. was like a a moment for Carmelo right there because people got a lot of heat for that for him mm. getting the, yeah, yeah briefcase, the briefcase yeah. and become the first ever woman money oh, in the bank course. for women. So you gotta kind of erase that somehow. Yeah, no, you definitely have to erase that somehow because you have this historic match, the first female in the bank, you know, ladder match, and then you have this this freaking creeper just climb up, <laughs> get the bell. I mean, get the briefcase, With his Fubu it's, outfit. Dude, <laughs> with his big old cat backwards. Yo, that, that dude, man. Yo, when, when, when freaking JBO roasted him, no chin for the win. <laughs> no chin music. Yeah, no chin music. It really did devalue female wrestling as a, in general, in my opinion. At that moment, you just sat here and disrespected female wrestling. You know, that you're saying. It also had a little sexist feel to it. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I even forgot Carmella had that briefcase, bro, honestly, because, man, Carmella was getting nowhere. They just had to throw her in that onesie to make her look hot. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> to people embrace her. And me, I've always liked Carmella, um, but, I, I mean, logical, she, today, you know, logically thinking and speaking, she probably will cash in and just hold that belt in a lingering state till she, um, Charlotte gets it back in Mania. But I, I definitely would like to see an ace. I know this is, like I said, going way off. may not happen whatsoever. Shayna Baszler. No, not no Shayna Baszler. Ronda Rousey. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I, I would like to see. I mean, I know it's hard. It's real hard. But I would definitely love to see uh, a freaking rabbit out the hat named Paige or something like that. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, she'd like, be a good addition to the SmackDown roster. Yeah. Like, I think she would just reignite that female roster on SmackDown. I know it's hard. I know there's murmurs and stuff and she wants to come back, but I would definitely love to see that ha- rab- rabbit being pulled out by Paige. That, I think that would be free. And I feel like Charlotte and Paige would put on hell of a matches, honestly. How would you like- feel... And this is just me saying that I know there's mm-hmm. still a court case against her husband, so it'll probably <laughs> never happen. But how would you feel if AJ Lee came back? Ooh, I, I would be happy about that, bro. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 
We saw we, we saw some shades of AJ Lee yesterday with Alistair Black hitting that. Kudos to Patrick Clark again for holding yeah. that man while yeah. that was happening. <laughs> Kudos dream. dream, yeah. Oh, um, about to make a pop up like Toasty. <laughs> yeah, but well, no. Um, that that would be awesome. I would like to see AJ Lee. I've always been an AJ fan, and. She she she's a badass. I would like to see that. I believe she will have great matches with Charlotte Flair as well. Woo. You know, so I would be happy for that. Well, awesome yeah. segue from one AJ to another. Mm-hmm. We go on to our final champion versus champion match. It is the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, <laughs> taking on the champ that runs the camp. Oh my God, AJ Styles. And you know what? I know you hate Brock. But I you do. Got, you gotta do. say this was an awesome mm-hmm. match, though. I, I, yeah, I know. For I know, AJ, like, at least. For AJ, yeah, that's the only reason it, it was a freaking awesome match because I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna explain my Go hate for, for Brock Lesnar. Go Lesnar's. for it. Go for I, it. I'm gonna Dig explain deep. my <laughs> my hate for Brock Lesnar is first of all, you portray yourself as a fucking badass. You got your ass kicked in UFC, bro. You're not a badass. Number one, you're not a badass. You you want to go to UFC? Don't don't be something that you're not. Then you come back to Raw, and you sit here saying when he had that beef with John Cena. I think it was at the SummerSlam. I don't remember what match it was, but you sit here say you beat people up for a living and you make them shit on themselves and piss themselves. No, bro, you're you're not that badass character. This is why I feel where he's much more but, of a cancer. But Jay, he beat Randy Couture <laughs> for the UFC heavyweight title. <laughs> that. <laughs> That was a lucky shot, bro. He got hit in the temple. Anybody, the biggest man will go down if they get hit in the temple. I will let it be known. Any man will go down if they're hit in the temple. So, but he did tap out the strikes. So that's another thing. Let's not, you know, let's not get into how bad this man. But Jay, he just yeah. recently beat Mark Hunt in a comeback on steroids. Yes, he did. He was on steroids. You know. He was on steroids. That's why he beat him. But, you know, um, another thing why I feel like he's cancerous to the sport is this thing where you're a champion and you're not um, on your brand. You're not on your show. You're not representing your title. You're not representing your brand. While you're sitting up in Minnesota hunting, no, you know. Dr- can- dr- dr- Canada <laughs> now. Oh, he's in Canada now? Saskatchewan. Oh, Saskatchewan, eh? You know, while you're up in Canada chilling at freaking Jim Hortons, you know, you're devaluing your product, bro. You need to do that face, you know? <laughs> you need... <laughs> Sorry. You need to be that face, excuse me. But you need to be that face for your brand. You need to be the face defending, like, AJ Styles. <laughs> that got a laugh out of you, bro. All right, but you need to, um, you know, you need to be like AJ Styles, the champ. That runs the camp, the face that runs the place. That's what you need to be, bro. I even forgot this dude had the strap. I was coming upstairs the other day. I was like scratching my head. Who has the strap? Oh, Brock Lesnar. You're not on TV, bro. So you're devaluing that title. People need to see that title. That title needs to be in people's eyes constantly. You get what I'm saying? I don't. I haven't really been a John Cena fan till now. You know, John Cena took the United States Champion and he defended that belt right, every right. day. You know, he gave it credit. You know, so. I'm sorry for the rant. That's why I do not like Brock Lesnar because you heard the sport. You you think you're bigger than the sport. And like I said in the MMA podcast, nobody should be bigger than the sport. But he's enabled by Vince and Triple H for all the stuff, you know? So 
I just feel that he hurts the, the industry by not being there. But getting into the match, sorry for that rant, bro. Getting into the match, um, awesome match with on the AJ aspect. You know, it, it was a great match. At first, I was kind of pissed off because I was like, oh, here we go with the freaking suplex. Don't tell me this is going to be a squash match. Being AJ Styles, the great champion that he is, you know, and the, 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 the history that he has, I'm like, come on, bro. Let's not let this be a squash match for AJ. But then it just turned into AJ doing his thing. You know, when he hit that Pele kick when he was on his knees, I was like, ah, you know. So, excellent show, show for, for AJ. I really have nothing that I can say about Brock because he's, he's, he's boring, he's stale, he's bland, he devalues the product. I'm quite frankly tired of seeing that. <laughs> like City, bro. No, I'm sorry with, with the Germans. I'm going to pass it to you because I can just keep talking about Brock's negativity <laughs> all night. So you just take it, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to add this part out for the people to enjoy this moment right here. Because it's going to be very genuine when I say this. I've never heard of a Jim Hortons, but I've heard of Tim Hortons. <laughs> oh, Tim Hortons! <laughs> but... <laughs> Tim Hortons. My bad, Canada. My bad. That should make me cry. <laughs> but I do agree with you a thousand percent. Um, I think Brock's attraction has gone finally. And I think yeah. it, him being a special attraction for the sport that even though he, he does get a decent pop, I think it's for the wrong reasons. Yeah. I think... Um, People look at it as absence makes the heart grow fonder. But in this case of Brock Lesnar, it's the same thing over and over again. Although I will give him credit where credit's due. He has been working more this year than he has in the last five years. And with different competitors. So I give him that. That's saying a lot, five years. It is saying a lot. It is saying a lot. Which probably means this is his last year. But... Mm -hmm. I do like the fact that we got AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar 50-50 booking. It wasn't yeah. all Brock. Dis- well, okay, let me not say that. Maybe 60-40 uh, more for Brock. But at the same time, mm-hmm. we saw AJ go toe-to-toe with Brock Lesnar. Hitting yes. that 450 splash, hitting the Pele kick, hitting the phenomenal forearm, hitting the calf crusher. That was amazing. Looking mm-hmm. at Brock's face. And I think that part right there... Um, where Brock just is in the calf crusher and just gets him in the headlock and starts bashing AJ's head in. That was yeah. phenomenal right there. I think both of them had good chemistry in this match. I think AJ just knows how to bring the best out of anybody he works oh, with. Man. He can make, you know, Mr. Hanky look good in a pro <laughs> wrestling match right now. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, as, sorry, as, sorry for cutting you off. Go for it, go yeah, for it. A- AJ, yeah, AJ puts anybody over. I'm sorry. He's like a I said. Yeah, he really is the goal. Like I said, I really don't um, – like, I just recently started appreciating John Cena. But those matches he had with John Cena, that was all AJ. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was all AJ. He put Cena over incredibly, but continue. No, definitely. And uh, coming out of this match, I, I do like the fact that it was a clean end, but it was more of a respect angle because you saw Brock looking at AJ at the end like, damn, I went through a war. Instead mm-hmm. of like, I'm a cocky motherfucker, I'm out, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, I would have booked it differently because you are still invested in your former champion and it would have been a backdoor to save AJ a little bit. And I would have had gender come in and distract Mm -hmm. AJ for the title because you make gender look a little bit more relevant. 
yeah. for that rematch he's supposed to have. Instead and, of that little promo they made Which him was cut. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're still banking on him being a champion until Mania, um, you might as well have him interfere in this match because Brock and uh yeah, Brock was talking shit about AJ plus gender as well too. So he could have just smacked up both of them. And, I don't know, had a chair shot or a pipe and just busted both of them open or something like that. Maybe no blood, but just maybe just interfered in the match where he was the last man standing and Mm -hmm. looking like a credible threat instead of a side character in a comic book, honestly. He looked like a a cheap comic book villain. And it sucks because I like Jinder. I really want him to succeed as a a credible heel without the title and with the title. So that kind of sucked. But that being said, I think AJ does not lose anything out of this match because he went so close to being 50-50 with Brock Lesnar. I think that, yes, it devalues the WWE title, which is why the run-in would have been better. But at the end of the day, it's a memory for AJ to have instead of Brock because AJ can look back on his WWE career and say, yeah, uh, I may have had some losses, but I wrestled. Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, John Cena. I wrestled everybody in the roster that there was to. Hell, I was hyped about this because and this is just being me being a wrestling nerd. This mm. is the first time we got a legitimate champion from WWE that went to New Japan and won the IWGP title, um, which is Brock Lesnar. And then again, a former North American champion that went to Japan as well to New Japan and won the same title in the same ring as Credible Champions. That right there is a big thing that they never established. And I know JDL, when he was announcing, used to throw it out there all the time. New Japan, yeah. you know, heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar, heavyweight champion AJ Styles. If he was in this match, I would have loved to hear JDL's commentary to have, like, that accolade for both of them and make mm-hmm. this a bigger deal than what it was. No, yeah, I, I feel that they should have really injected that because, <clears throat> excuse me, like I said, when I saw it at parts of at parts of the match and like in the come out, you know, in the entrances, I thought about, it. I was like, you know, uh, this is like a new Japan match here within itself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's a new Japan and they're really not capitalizing on that. You know, if it was a or whatever, he would have definitely stated it, you know, um, and the JBL. So that, that, that they, they should have injected that somehow. And it would have at least added more flair to this match. You know, you have the champion versus champion plus, and you have this new Japan history riding here. So that definitely would have been epic. But about the Brock, what I do want to say, <laughs> um, <laughs> I will give him one. I'll give him one. I'll speak about him on a nice to- note. But if he would have kept doing that, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I feel that, my opinion, if Brock, excuse me, if Brock would have stood in the industry doing what he was doing, you know, because, you know, uh, guy old top, Brock top, you know, back then in, in the Attitude Era, you know, he was, wreck- he, was, he was wrecking the industry. You know, he was doing his thing. I feel that by him doing this jumping back and forth, that's where he effed up. You get what I'm saying? If he would have stood into the whole wrestling industry, then another thing which I really don't like, they, they made this dude end the streak, bro. Like, no. Yeah. You gave that to somebody else. If you wanted to end it, or you could, in my opinion, they should have just let Taker have that accolade you know, retire, undefeated at Mania. But then, you you know, if I say this, if he would have stood in the industry this whole time, then maybe he could be playing around how he is now just disappearing, coming once in a while. That's how I feel. True, but uh, on that note, I do feel that was Taker's decision that wanted him to end the streak. 
mm-hmm. think Taker wanted Brock to be the one. Um, I don't think he wanted to be that type of match because Brock literally knocked him unconscious for a hot minute. But yeah. I think that's more on Taker's side there. But I do agree with you. If Brock would have stood in the WWE, he would have been much more of a monster than what he is right now. Yeah. But I'll ask you this question. If the mm-hmm. night would have ended up with this match, would you have been satisfied? If the main, if the pay-per-view would have ended with this match? Yep. Oh, dude, definitely way better. <laughs> I would have been happy because the main event did not deliver my opinion. And I that's, feel like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this match, I would have been happier. Th- I, I actually thought this was going to be main event, bro. No lie, but it really wasn't. And this brings us down to our last match, the five-on-five Survivor Series match, traditional style, Team Raw, uh, which includes the likes of a Motley crew of Triple H, <laughs> Kurt Angle, uh, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe. Am I missing one more person? Um, No. I no, that was the it. Yeah. There we go. And then we got the other misfits on the other side of Team Smack. That was Shane McMahon, John Cena, Randy Orton, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Bobby Roode. No, real quick before you get into the description. Honestly, out the two teams, Raw look like the more misfit. Honestly, <laughs> if you look, if you look on paper, you look at Team SmackDown. Team SmackDown looks pretty damn legit, like they're a team. But you look <laughs> to at, us, uh, it does though. To, huh? to, the, to us, it does. To the average yeah. fan, I think they look at Team SmackDown and look who's that Japanese dude, who's that Triple H wannabe, and why is John Cena back on SmackDown. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying to the average fan, but to the knowledgeable fan, yes. it, on paper and in ring, they look like the legit team. Team Raw looked like it just got put together. And they were actually the most, yes. you know, it, quote unquote, the credible team. You get what I'm saying? So, <laughs> but yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this match. Yeah, that, that reaction right there is exactly how I feel about this match. Um, no. First of all, the first man that came out was Kurt Angle, and he did not look like himself whatsoever. Mm-mm. I don't know what it was. He did look like he had a little limp going on when he came in. He had that bandage strap on, too. So yeah. maybe he was coming in injured in the fight. I'm he not too sure. He got roughed up from the last pay-per-view. That's why. Yeah, he got tossed around like many <laughs> yeah. at the wee hours of 11 o'clock at night. So yeah. he's like, I'm past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> so he looked like he was just out of shape and just was hurting. Um... Triple H got the grand entrance, and you know what? I, I actually like Triple H's inclusion in this match because I felt like he got he gave it some flavor, in my opinion. I do like the fact that he gets to go one-on-one with a lot of people that he groomed. He, you know, he's grooming Bobby Roode. He's grooming Finn Balor and Samoa Joe and to be the yeah. next people that carry this organization. So I like that aspect of it. It reminded me when CM Punk was on the Survivor Series mat- team before with Michaels and, and uh, Triple H. And they were just grooming CM Punk at that time. It kind of shows me that. But then again, the way the match went, they eliminated Joe and Finn Balor just right out the back. And I was like, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, then even on the other side, good. they eliminated Bobby Roode and Nakamura the first out of the match. I'm like, yeah. what are you building toward then? Like, this is just the old guard fighting each other again. Yeah, it, it, it was effery. This whole match was effery because this could have been a thing where, like you said, um... You know, Triple H it, it, it got to wrestle these people that he's been grooming, you know. It, and we should have seen more clashes of these young talent, you know. Yeah. You, you eliminated these four players off the bat. It's like, okay, so why even form the team? You get what I'm saying? <laughs> why make it a, a team match, you know? So 
That to me, this main event did not deliver. This should have been called main event. To me, this match did not deliver, and I would have just, I would have loved to see more, um, more of Nakamura and Bobby Roode. You know, those two should have got the push on SmackDown. As um, to me, because I, I don't know, I feel. But they were treated though. They were treated. As like royalty when they had their entrances, like Bobby Roode had a great entrance. Nakamura oh, had a great entrance. So the fuckery the... came in the match. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I go with what you said to the educated fan. You know, it, it was fuckery. Um, to the the I don't want to say the non knowledgeable fan, but to the you know to the average fan, they go on flashy stuff on lights on pyrotechnics. Right. You get what I'm saying? So. To them, that's why I guess they had that those great intros. You know, they they got sold on the intros. But to me, I I definitely would have loved to see more wrestling from these stars. I, like I said, more from the SmackDown side because SmackDown looked like the legit team to me. You were saying something like, about Finn though. Oh yeah, Finn. <clears throat> I just I mean I would have liked to see more Finn. Excuse me, I would like to see more Finn. But to me, Finn once he shot up to the main roster where they hold. Um, he, I feel like he was better in NXT, you know, once again, because like we said, lost. you know, yeah, he got lost really fast, you know, um, and like we said in the War Games review, you know, NXT is that super indie, you get those indie, crazy, colorful, creative characters, I feel once he got up to the main roster, he got lost, and I love Finn Balor, you know, so, um, but he got lost, so, I mean, overall, I I have nothing good to say about this match. Even the ending. the end, It's like... Oh, what, that swerve was like the worst. Yeah, that swerve was the worst. What were you trying to do with this whole match? Who, who were you trying to put over? Nobody got put over. No. What, what, yeah. No one got put over. Yeah, it's like no one got put over. What was your main goal with this match? Why did you come up with this match in, in the backstage? You get what I'm saying? Because nobody got put over. Nothing. I didn't see nothing. I didn't see no storyline started. I didn't see nothing. I, no. It, it, and then that, that, that swerve, it was so stupid. Like, if, if anything, this makes all the people that say, yo, Triple H buries everybody. It kind of makes them like that right now. Because he yeah. basically buried both brands as someone yeah. that doesn't have any storyline whatsoever. Mm-hmm. On the roster. He's just going to go back out and, like, that happened, I guess. We know that Shane sucks. We know that Angle sucks. Um, yeah. My biggest thing is, too, that Owens and Sami Zayn came out to jump Shane. Yeah. That should have been left toward the end. At least, like, an angle where it was more prominent because it was just a footnote. You forgot about it the instant they left. And I love the fact when they came out. I thought it was hilarious when they jumped Shane and just beat the crap out of him. Yeah. The same token, though, once that ended, I felt like, all right, Shane started smacking people with chairs, and it was all Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman. I love Braun Strowman, oh, but I, I feel like Strowman, this yeah. was the worst case of Braun Strowman, in my opinion. It, it, it really was, because I was going to ask you, uh, where do you feel they were trying to go with this swerve? Where do you feel like they were trying to go with this? Because if this... Was to help Braun or something? I don't see it. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I I really don't see it because, I mean, yeah, he choked up Triple H. He he overpowered him. But if this was a swerve to try to push Braun in some sort of direction, it it really didn't, bro. It didn't. It didn't. And there was, like, so many gimmicks you could have used in this match. You already had Owens and and Zayn come out to beat up Shane. You could have had the storyline which you're building up with Kane. To come out and distract Strowman, and they could have got counted out in the back 
So you would eliminate Strowman right there and just produce that little storyline you have on the side still going on. Um, yeah. You could have had Jason Jordan come out and defend his dad in this Th- fucking That's what story, I was waiting for. And that didn't that's happen whatsoever. For. Yeah. So what, that, we're going to get a Triple H versus Jason Jordan feud going on? I don't want to yeah. see that. That's honestly what I see as well happening because come Monday Night Raw, come tomorrow, I feel like Jason Jordan is going to be hunting for Triple H. You know, he's going to be out for blood. And he was backstage right there. Yeah. I, I, I think that would have actually made the match even better, in my opinion, if you would have just seen a pissed off Jason Jordan yeah. running down Olympic slam the hell out of Triple H, you know, and – that 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 would have been better, man. That would have been a good. better ending because, say, if he was beating on Kurt, and let's say Triple H was the last guy in. First of all, this made SmackDown look horrible. Yeah, this made really SmackDown look like literally the B show. So it we'll really get did. that out of the way. But in my opinion, if they would have had H and Shane as the last people, you could have had Jordan smack H up and get himself disqualified, having Triple H win. And then having that resentment with Jordan and Angle at the end of that, making that feud like they're trying to do for Mania really happen and ignite finally. But they dropped yeah. the ball. Yeah, they dropped the ball big time. And this match was horrible. And just to uh, just to add on to what you said, if it it really did devalue SmackDown this whole pay per view. I'm I'm sorry, just from the jump where they went down three zero, I think it was. Okay, yeah, they came back, they tied it up. Once again, this is all storyline, this is all planned. But you're burying your other organization by also allowing Raw to win, you know? At least end in a stalemate. Or at least, hey, shock the fans. Yeah. SmackDown win. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Because when SmackDown was built, it was built on the brand of the underdog. You remember that. Like, Daniel Bryan was like, we'll give these people the chances. This is like the underdog brand. They had it. They had these gl- these glimpses, like Balor taking on Nakamura. You know, um, I remember, and this is a throwback to me, but I remember back when um, ECW did the one-night stand and Orton came out, he mm-hmm. was challenging somebody to come from four side rings, six side rings, and the reference he was trying to make was for Samoa Joe. So that kind of came full circle when you had Samoa Joe taking on Randy Orton. It was like, oh, that's a throwback reference to like yeah. nine nine years ago. Or even Triple H versus um, Bobby Roode because they get compared to each other so much. So you had the the blueprint. Matt Morgan was right in front of you right now. Ah, the elevator. I love using Matt Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) We watch way too much wrestling. (laughs) We really do, yeah. (laughs) The blueprint was like right there. It's like, Mm -hmm. where did you go? This is why I can't trust what they're doing with Asuka. Because like, where did you go wrong? Yeah. I feel, this is my opinion, I feel that in order for this pay-per-view to be successful, um, or if you just want to say for the last match to be successful, to cap off the pay-per-view and round it off real well, that's why I said for the pay-per-view to be successful, I feel that you should either had Jason Jordan come out, beat the crap out of Triple H pissed off, or have SmackDown win. Oh, yeah. Honestly. And it would have been a new people, either Nakamura or or Mm -hmm. Rude be the one. Yeah, exactly. Take out that, that... Leave the swerve angle, you know, but in that, have Jason Jordan come out, beat up Triple H, have Triple H get eliminated. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Take him out of the equation or whatever, and then, you know, angle whatever you want to do with him, but then have, like you said, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke, 
these these this young talent take you know scrap it out with Samoa Joe with Braun with with Balor and then from there legit pick a actual winner and I should have said it should have been Team SmackDown it would have helped the pay per view out way better and if if that whole swerve at the end is just non non existent because it was stupid as hell yeah um, this kind of killed it for me if I were to give this um, rating I'm not gonna use my my Carney rating I'm gonna go with like a basic one. Because I was going to give it a 4.5 if it wasn't for this main event. This main yeah. event kind of made me feel like it was a 4, maybe almost leaning down to a 3.5. But I'm mm-hmm. going to stick to 4, though. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Out of 5, I give it a 4. And I'll be more critical. I'll, be, I'll give it a 3.5. Just because you have this great card on paper, and then you have this crappy main event that Fs it over. You know, if the main event would have went another way, maybe the pay-per-view was salvageable. Yeah. And I would have gave it a 4. Point five, you know, a, a solid four point five, not a five, but it would have been salvageable. The the whole pay per view, but that main event just threw everything out the window. And yeah, it, did. It, it was just atrocious, man. That was a Vince McMahon mm-hmm. classic oh, move, yeah. right there. Of course, Vince always dropping the ball. My question, real quick, um, to you, is, since we saw Team versus Team Raw versus SmackDown, I've never really been happy with this brand split from the beginning. I actually thought this uh, roster split, this draft was going to be better. Do you feel this draft has helped out WWE or it really hasn't been what it should be? It hasn't been what it should be, but I feel like it's helping certain superstars that if we would have had just a combined roster again, they would have got lost. A Bobby Roode, a Shinsuke Nakamura... A Ty Dillinger a revival, they would have all got lost to the bigger, the bigger best of the Roman Reigns and the Brock yeah. Lesnar's. So in that aspect, yeah, I do feel like it helps people out, especially on the SmackDown side. I think SmackDown produces well when it comes to talent that you just never thought would be champions, aka Jinder Mahal, so yeah. or even a Ty Dillinger or or Baron Corbin become a United States champion. You know, this is all SmackDown right here. Raw is still kind of doing it safe you know Miz is a safe champion um the tag team champions with either Rollins or Ambrose or the bar they're safe champions they're not trying to go something different or left field like giving it to a revival even though they're hurt right now revival or anybody else that's on the raw roster which you don't see whatsoever they haven't even gave it back to the club of Anderson Gallows and I feel bad for them because they're (laughs) Finn's back and you have this epic storyline you can still produce with the Bullet Club-esque character. With mm-hmm. uh, making it the Balor Club, with turning Finn heel and having Gallows and Anderson behind them and making this click type of thing. Especially with Triple H there, doing the two sweet signs. It's all there in the blueprint. It's, <clears throat> it's all there, but WWE, Vince McMahon, screws it all up. I feel... Um, I'll just give you my views real quick for this draft. When this draft was stated, I, I, I believe I was still out in Puerto Rico. And I told my dad, oh, man, wrestling is going to get so much better now. You get what I'm saying? I was right. like, yes, I'm looking forward to this. Because draft, they did the drafts well back in the days, you know? The yeah. drafts were made. They were well planned. They were, they were way better. So I feel this draft hasn't delivered because, like I said, you build this brand SmackDown to be the underdog brand, which we have seen it with, you know, the likes of Baron Corbin, the likes of um, Ginger, you know. Ginger, <laughs> Ginger Mahal? <laughs> Ginger Mahal, yeah. Did you say my name was Ginger? Oh, yeah. Eva Marie. Yeah, Eva Marie, man. She's such an airhead, bro. Yes. But yeah, with the likes of Ginger Mahal, you know, um, this is where I feel that 
it's kind of you know in in a perfect world in my world like you said i i i would switch things up you get what i'm saying because i was watching the draft and it's like so stale because like you said is is raw's playing the safe raw's getting all the talent you're leaving smackdown with this you know t- take a little risk vince you know be ballsy for once switch it up you get what i'm saying make it make it throw a curveball you know throw a Throw Roman Reigns on SmackDown or throw a Seth Rollins on SmackDown, you know. Shake it up. Cena. Yeah, shake it up. And if you're going to have this whole well, role versus SmackDown, at least respect SmackDown a little bit and make it have its moments because I feel it never has its moments in its always squad. Oh, yeah. And respect the brands too because with John yeah. Cena switching back and forth, yeah. it just means there's no credibility to this brand split whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then when they started shaking up with the trades where they started sending Flair over here and taking KO and switching them up over here. And I'm like, what are you doing? I think you know? um, it should be every two years they shake it up, honestly. And that yeah. way you can build up current rivalries. And then when a draft does happen, it actually means something. Um, I had another thought, but it kind of flew out yeah. of my head. But I think, uh-huh. um, I don't know what it was. Like it was a Jim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you leave Jim Hortons, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trademark that. But real quick, another thing why I want to. I mean, why I feel like um, I know they do these drafts so other talent can shine. But the thing is, this is where I feel like, okay, Raw, you want to run a three-hour show. Okay, you run a three-hour show that's so um, lethargic. You know, you have NXT, which is an hour, and it's action-packed. You get what I'm saying? Right. So let's just start. Um, trimming the fat? And, <laughs> no, not trimming the fat. Let's get it um, fatter in the sense of if you have tag team titles – have a legit tag team division. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Have a legit tag team division where if you have a three-hour show, okay, you have your main storyline. Make use bomb. of those three hours. Yeah, make use of those three hours. Put a, put a tag team division where it's always, you know, a tag team legit match that we get. You know, like Raw back in the days when we saw these eight-man tag teams on Raw. You get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> make something like, I'm sorry, I'm going off of the ramp. You want to see know? the new Black Jack sticking on DOA. <laughs> You know, the cruiserweight, I had so much expectation for the cruiserweights, but they messed that up, you know, Um, and just do stuff like this. Like you always said, bro, bring back titles, bring back the television title, make that title be defended on Raw every time, you know, just if you want a three hour show, just spice it up more. You know what it is? Uh, That's what I was, uh, it came back to me. It's just like I was saying on my Justice League review, um, this which I still have to hear. You do. You do. <laughs> yeah, no, I well, you need to, to watch the movie first. Watch the movie <laughs> nah, first. And then. I'll, watch the, I'll watch the podcast. I mean, I'll hear the podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> do both. <laughs> um, I, it's, it suffers because there's two directors at the helm. And it's the mm. same thing with WWE. It suffers because there's two creative minds at the helm. There's the old guard with Vince and there's boys trying to bring new ideas into the organization, yeah. which are working, but at the same time, he can't pull the full trigger and he kind of yeah. half asses it in a way because Vince either is bipolar in his old age and <laughs> just doesn't know what he's going with. He's, he's hot and he's cold. He's left and he's no, whatever the Katy Perry song is, you know, yeah. <laughs> he, he's just having his own sandbox. He doesn't want anybody to play in it whatsoever. So it's tough because you see that there's so many great ideas, a Cruiserweight Classic, a May Young Classic, a War Game, Starcade, yeah. things of that nature that are, are bringing history back into wrestling, which we need. Mm-hmm. Continuity yeah, and history has been missing for such a long time that we forgot 
how great wrestling was before. And and H is bringing that back. Say what you want what you want about H burying people. He has a great mind for the business in a, in in a positive way. I think if finally we get that chance to see Triple H take the full helm, this will be a different yeah. WWE. I, I I agree with you with that. I know it's it's Vince running the show because Vince has that stubborn mentality because Vince is this is what brought me to the dance. This is what I'm going to stick with. You get what I'm saying? So I, I do agree. It's just it, Triple H right now has his hands tied. And when the business does get past to, to him and his daughter or whatever the case is, you know, I believe we will see WWE hit a freaking amazing stride and be fresh and be legit, man, and be everything we expect it to be. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. But that's all I have for this review, man. I'm officially tapping out, just like a Chris Benoit. Now that you bring out names, bro, now that you bring out names, <laughs> Chris Benoit, I don't know why I thought about, I don't know why this whole time when we talk about creative and, and stuff like that, I don't know why the name Vince Russo lingers oh. in my head. Oh. That's the thing that's what's happening right now. I think secretly Vince Russo went back to Vince and like, player. Come on, I gotta say, this swerve right here, bro, this swerve, this, this is, they're gonna love it, okay? This will, this will get Braun Strowman over, do Yo, it. Yo, I thought, do it. I thought that Braun was gonna lay down for Triple H or something like that. Oh, Dead man, ass. Yeah. I thought some fuckery was gonna happen. Thank God it didn't go that way. Yeah, imagine that. He would have told them, like, lay down. Shane would have pinned him, and then he would have pedigree Shane or something. That would have been all, like, Vince Russo right there. I'm like, you know what? He hired him. That was it. Oh, it's so So sorry for rant, man. It's just coming to me right now. I mean, we didn't touch this in the NXT um, NXT War Games. You saw when, um, was it the Undisputed Era that hit the total elimination? Yes. Yes, I was loving that. Total elimination. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's what... That's why I love NXT, bro. That's why I love Ooh. NXT. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, when we had that little discussion that you could hear on uh, Jay's Corner, we were saying, yeah. who's taking it this weekend? NXT took it this weekend. And, yep, NXT took it this weekend, as they, as they have done past events. And NXT always takes it for me. That's why when I watch NXT, I should not watch NXT before watching the, the main pay-per-view nah. because I always watch NXT first, then I watch the main pay-per-view, and then I become somewhat biased, you know, and I want to watch it with unbiased eyes, but it's just so hard after seeing a great product as NXT to this tonight. Nah, man, NXT took it. Yeah, man, just like they took it, we're taking this as well, too, mm-hmm. to another level with the Velveteen Dream. Ooh, Velveteen <laughs> Dream. <laughs> but, Jay, where can people find you on social uh, media? People can find me here at Bumpers at underscore J Rance, where I have my little segment called Jay's Corner and the Kimura Chronicles, where you can find me there co-hosting with Val. That's all MMA talk. So if you're an MMA fan, shoot over there. We got you covered. And they can find me. Also, the Kimura Chronicles are on iTunes. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can also find me on Instagram at underscore J Rance, also at Twitter or as my friend likes to say, Val Cisco at the Twitter. You can find me <laughs> at the Twitter. At EDM Tribute, bro. Where can they find you? They can find me here on Bumpers at Val Cisco doing sideshow conversations where we talk about everything from film to comic book culture. You can find me co-hosting again with Jay Rance over here at Kimura Chronicles having a good time with MMA talk by the fans for the fans. Both of these podcasts are, again, on iTunes, Bumpers, and, of course, Podcast Republic as well, too, for those Android users. They can find me at the Twitter at... <laughs> 
Uncanny V, uh, Val Cisco, if you want to drop them DMs and talk about anything when it comes to wrestling or if you're just, you know, a nice, you know, beautiful, voluptuous lady and just wants to say, what's up, bro? You're 30 years old. Um, <laughs> you want to show her the Velveteen Dream. Oh, yes. You know, on a side note with Velveteen Dream, I always think of Velveeta Cheese, but that's just me, though. <laughs> I don't know why. On a side note, every time I hear Velveteen Dream, I think one of our friends. Where he cannot say lavender and he says lavender. <laughs> so I think about lavender dreams. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm uh, sad, though. <laughs> and um, definitely you can find us on Facebook where we um, post both the Kamora Chronicles and Sideshow mm-hmm. Conversations and Jay's Corner on um, the Facebook page, Sideshow Conversations, where we just talk about everything, having a good time, trying to get different opinions out there. So, yeah. That's where you can find me, man. This is always great to have. I can't wait for the next one where we can review something. Get ready for that pop five this week. Oh, yeah, definitely, bro. I'm always looking forward to that. And get 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 those news material up for the Gamora Chronicles so we can do definitely. that weekly news material. Oh, yeah. There's a plethora of information mm-hmm. coming your way from both of us. So be ready. And yes, I'm bringing definitely. this back. I'm bringing it back. I, I, was, I was staying away from it. But you know what? It's my IP. So I'm bringing it back. All right? Get your mind <laughs> yeah. out of the gutter. But keep your eye on the side. Later. Uh, later. And don't you dare forget now that this podcast is brought to you by Jim Hortons all the way here in Canada. Yes, that's right. Jim Hortons. The best kind of coffee that you're gonna like around here, okay? Made by the best moose Feces fermented for about 365 days. You're here, okay? It's grounded up with the cocoa bean. Yep, the cocoa bean. Grounded up by Jim Horton himself, okay? So whenever you get up here to the Vancouver or the Ottawa area, let it be known that the Brock Lesnar all the way in Saskatchewan loves the Jim Hortons, alright? Take care now. Uh, bye bye. Love you, Sarah.